You are listening to The Limitless Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Heron. What if you had no limitations keeping you from your dream life? In 2016, I had a major tug on my heart to write a book about my story. And in the process, I learned that I had been operating with a very faulty belief system for the majority of my life. I've had a huge transformation since then. And my life's passion and mission is to teach you how to live a limitless life. Join me on this journey. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Podcast. This is Deanna Heron, your host. As always, I am super excited to be with you on this Tuesday. So thank you for joining and thank you for being a part of this amazing community. I first want to just congratulate you on being the woman warrior that you are, the woman who strives to be the very best and become the woman you're created to be for a greater impact. So congratulations to you. I'm super proud of you. I know the work that it takes to step into that greatness, and it is definitely a lifelong uh, effort to do that. So I want to remind you that my mission is always first to help you stand in your truth, because I truly believe that a woman who stands in her truth is aligned with her truth becomes limitless in her impact. So welcome to our Women Warrior series. So my guest today is Miss Angie Garner, and I'm super excited for her to share with you. We actually met through social media. She reached out to me to be a guest on her podcast, and we had such a great conversation. And you have such an amazing story and just a beautiful heart, Angie. That's what I really picked up on during our conversation. So thank you for being here with me today. I would love for you just to share all the goods about yourself with the audience and um, who you are, what you do, share me about your family. Love to hear. Yes, I'd love to. Thanks so much for having me on. I love I love what you're doing with this series and what you're creating in your life. I, I'm a mother, four-year-old and a one-year-old. That, that takes up a lot of my time and my heart is for my babies. I'm married almost 10 years to my sweet Jamesy. And family is everything to me. Family and my spiritual walk. And even as a little girl, I knew I wanted to live a big life. And my husband goes, what does that mean? Like when you say a big life, I, I just say, I don't, I just want to live limitless. I don't want limits put on me. We only get one life. And so I've had this drive since I was very young. And then people always will ask like, what motivates you? And maybe there's some having to prove myself type of stuff initially, but even deeper than that, it's really just wanting to, you know, suck the marrow out of this one life. I want to live the good life and give it my all. And so um, my journey started, you know, as a professional in entrepreneurship. I never had a job. I started a business right out of college. I knew that entrepreneurship was going to be the only way I could really get ahead financially and break out of this cycle of lower middle class stress uh, of, of lack of finances. And that was a big mission for me, Deanna, because... I watched my parents argue about money my whole life. I watched money tear their marriage apart. Mm. I, I watched it create such um, angst in our home. And I thought to myself, it's just money. Let's just make sure we make enough of it, steward it well. And it doesn't, doesn't need to be something that makes or break a marriage. I, I won't let it be something that makes or break my marriage. And so I had a lot of drive early on to be financially um, 
set and that did drive a lot of my career moves. But then I fell in love with entrepreneurship and I fell in love with the ability to add value to the world and show up and create and to connect with people. So over the last 15 years, I, I've driven a lot of businesses through um, network marketing is where I got my start. I still very much do that today, um, but I've also dove into other aspects. I'm now a wealth strategist as well, helping people really plan financially for, for the future. So that's just a little bit about me and what I do. I love that. I didn't know you were a wealth strategist. It makes so much sense with, yeah. you know, the way that, that, that you grew up. But you know what? We all have money stories, and my money story is very similar to yours. And, yeah, being successful, that it, that's what drove me is, was the money until I realized there's so much more. I don't have to prove my worth, and I know you've been through that journey as well. So, Thank you for sharing that. I want to just read my favorite quote is by Theodore Roosevelt. And I know Brene Brown made this very popular. Uh, and I ha actually have a picture of it on, in my office and I read it from time to time because, you know, as women entrepreneurs, even as men entrepreneurs, but women, I think we share some like-mindedness and we, we look at women who are successful whatever that definition is. And we think, man, I could never be like them. Like they, they just look at them. They're just shining so bright and I, they never struggled. And what women don't realize is we have our struggles, but most of the time is our struggles in the dark times and the quiet moments that nobody can see, but it's the journey of getting back up. <clears throat> so I want to just read this. And this is kind of my theme for the women warriors. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short time and time again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. And that's really what I want everyone to know. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms and great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. Mm -hmm. Love that so much. So I want to ask you, we're all in the arena and what is your arena story? What is it that you have overcome in this life that has been one of your greatest challenges? Yeah, well, I, I love how it, it talks about failing because failing is a part of the process. And um, I've just always told myself, I'm either going to achieve what, what's on my heart or I'm going to die trying. And that's what I'm going to get. Amen. So I am in it and I'm fighting. And you know what, Deanna? I, don't, I think there's some people sitting outside of the arena I think some people have turned off any intentionality in their life because they're afraid to fail or afraid to even get in the game. Mm -hmm. And so my invite for everyone listening is to get in the arena, get in the arena. And really, I think the first step when you're in the arena is, is getting clarity over what you want and who you are, which is huge. So my arena moment and I've had, you know, lots of ups and downs in entrepreneurship and, and life relation relationships. But the over the last year, 2022 was, that was like, a, it was a major arena wilderness season for me. 
I had achieved a level of success in my business that most would say, wow, I want to, I want to get there. And financially, my husband and I were doing great, but we weren't living the life we wanted and we weren't, we didn't, we weren't waking up feeling like we were in alignment with our greatest soul calling. And so I spent most of 2022 really unpacking what that meant. And I met with different coaches who would start pulling things out. One coach specifically said, what's, what's your greatest fear? And I go, or she goes, what are you scared of? I'm like, I'm scared that I'm never going to make it. I'm afraid I'm never going to make it. She's like, what is making it? Mm. She's like, let's start, let's define what that is to you. And, and she was able to pull some things out. And then, and then I talked with another mentor and, and she asked me, what is your greatest fear? And when I really reflected on that, Deanna, I go, you know what? My greatest fear is it's ending up like my parents. It's my greatest fear. If I really distill it and pull back the curtains on what that is. And so I did started doing like a lot of self-work and self-reflection. And I've always been one to be in my journal. That's where I hear from the Lord. That's where I get downloads and really next steps. But I just was not feeling like myself. Normally I spring out of bed without an alarm clock when it's still dark out. No, this was, this was not Angie in the second half of 2022. I was in a dark place. I didn't feel connected to the company that I was with. I knew I needed to make a change, but navigating that type of change, I'd never done it before. I didn't know how to do it. And I didn't know if it was the right thing. And there was so much second guessing and so much self-doubt that it brought me to this place at the end of 2022, Deanna, where my, my husband looked at me and he goes, something is wrong. I'm gonna book us a hotel room so that we can think <laughs> because with a four and a one year old, you can't really, can't really think at home. You got to get out of the environment. So true. He took me to this getaway. There's a resort about 45 minutes from where we live on the Puget Sound. And we got in that room. He made this beautiful playlist. He just prayed over me and we just journaled and we're like getting to the root of what is it that I want? Because I really believe that if you can, you can identify what it is you want and what, and also what you're called to, like what you're really here to do and create, you're going to be unstoppable. Like, what is it? And it has to be deeper than money. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, we hear stories of people that make all the money and then they're, they're actually not any happier. That's right. So, so I was doing all this journaling and unpacking and it just kind of was just a full reset and a full like identity cleansing of everything that I thought I wanted And then I was able to put back the pieces. So the next day, after going through this process, I I felt this very clear word hit my spirit. And the word was unbecoming. And I felt like, that's what you're doing, God. We're unbecoming. Mm -hmm. All these achievements and things I, I thought I had to hit. And that word, I just thought... Hmm, maybe I'm supposed to write a book called Unbecoming. And <laughs> I got on Google, Googled Unbecoming, and that's when your name pop- popped up, Deanna. And I go, hmm, well, awesome. I'll hop on Kindle and I'll read this right now. I got a whole whole day kid-free. We curled up in this beautiful, like, lodge setting, and I read your entire book in one day. Wow. And it was one of those where every other sentence is highlighted. 
because I'm like, I think she wrote this for me. This is literally the book that I needed to read today, Uh, right now. mm. And that book, like, I just, I felt so much of myself. I'm like, Deanna, she's, she's a few years ahead of me. She's gone through this. And I started learning from the process you went through. And that's why it's so beautiful that you put that into a book because you're helping me and those who read it walk through that process with a little bit more confidence and maybe faster than it took you to walk mm-hmm. through the process. Yep. Yes. That was my prayer. <laughs> yes. So, so I came home from that and, and really it was the last couple of weeks of 2022. And I was, I knew in my heart of hearts, I needed to find the right company to align with and network marketing isn't everything to me. It's not my only income stream, but it is a strong foundation of what I do. And I wanted to show up in full expectancy and alignment to build that business. Yes. And so I knew I had to go through that process and that wasn't easy. I knew also that I wanted to expand my services. And and that's when I, I, so I worked to get licensed in wealth strategy because I really thought about how can I, I want to help people moving forward and I want to do it in a way that they don't, maybe they don't have access to, or they've never heard of this way of really protecting and, and growing their income so they can have financial stress removed or at least alleviated in their life because that's a big passion of mine. So I went through this uh, process of unbecoming and we're always growing in life. It's, it is a journey, but I am here just a short eight weeks later, a very different person than I was at the end of 2022. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Congratulations. There are so many people. Yeah. You, your precious husband, he just took you to the soul retreat. Like let's do some soul searching. We did not have time to mess around. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I need my wife back. I've never seen you like this. Like there was a Saturday I could not get off the couch. I never struggled with anxiety or depression. Well, I have now. And now I know what that feels like. And I, I, for me, it was very much tied to my like sense of knowing in life that I was in alignment with what I, my truest self. Yeah. Alignment is such a huge thing. Like that's one of my, my biggest coaching topics is, you know, being in alignment with who you are and what you want to create, being in alignment with your family. I mean, alignment is, is everything because if you can't actually stand in your truth, right? You're not, you're not living the best version of yourself. And so you actually, I mean, we, thank you. We got to witness what, what that really looks like. I love that you had to dive in and say, what is it? What is success? What is it that I really want? What Mm -hmm. came from that for you? What was it that was different that you learned through that process? Love. Mm. I, I was like, man, what is it really? It's love. It's loving people. It's loving God. It's showing love. It's connecting. It's also, for me, success is feeling a sense of mission. Mm, yeah. And I don't think that making money can be the only mission. It has to go deeper. And so those were a few of the things that came up. I, I was like, I woke up and I'm like, I'm changing my podcast and I'm changing like I'm just I I want everything to be heart led. Everything I do from business to how I lead in the home to what I create, I want it to be heart led, which for me meant no more nothing um surfacey. I couldn't just I'm like I cannot for another second 
do anything that doesn't feel 100% true to me. So beautiful. And I think if you, if you get down the road of sales and marketing, marketing in general, it's a machine and it can be bad. It can be ugly. It can be used for good. I mean, I am a marketer, but I only want to market from a place of being led by my heart. Right. Yeah. I love that. So beautiful. So that's our whole mission and purpose. And that's something that I teach my team as well as, you know, the coaching clients that I have is your purpose. It's all about love and service, love Mm. and service, love and service. So if you're really like thinking, why am I here on earth? Love and service. That's why you're here. And whatever vehicle you choose, it's love and service. And I think that comes from a place from exactly where you just came from. My money story was I, I, my goal was always money because we didn't have it. And so that was the way that I, I proved my worth as well. And it was the moment when I had everything was the moment I realized this isn't it. This isn't it. And so that's so beautiful that that came out of that session for you. Love. And if we just do everything with love, it's all going to be okay. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So journaling was huge for you. I love that. So that's a, that's a great tip for everyone. Um, and then I love the question that was asked, what is, what is success define success for you? What does that mean? Yeah. I think that's the question you need to revisit on and on throughout life. Mm-hmm. Redefining success because until you dive into that question, it's very likely that you're living your life and making decisions based on what other people has, have told you success is. Now, I, again, as a little girl, I kind of watched, I watched how families operated and how people were living lives. And I I, I knew that I likely wasn't going to go status quo with my life because I saw a lot of unhappy people kind of doing the expectations of success, but it doesn't mean that we haven't gotten caught in the trappings of success. And in fact, it's something my husband and I talk about constantly are we making this decision to keep up with the Joneses or to look a certain way? Or is this because we feel it's right? And we are always readjusting. And then the other good question to journal about is what is your greatest fear? What is your greatest fear? Because that's likely also really driving your decisions in life. Yes. Yes. So good. So journaling has been huge for me My and for years and years and years. It is the greatest tool. It's what recenters me. It's how I talk to God because I will literally ask a question and wait to see what's prompted in my spirit. Mm. It's how I feel most connected. It's how, if I'm stressed, I go to my journal. If I have ideas, I go to my journal. So we have lots of journals around here. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good, um, really good tip because so many people don't really know how to journal. And it's just writing, writing down those thoughts when those thoughts come in. I'd love to hear how you do it. I, yeah. but I just write down and sometimes it looks like just crazy sentences on there. Cause it's just whatever is coming to my head at that moment, writing it down. Yeah. My journal is a mix of my prayers that I circle and re- pray over. It's, it's my, my goals, my sales goals. Mm-hmm. It is ideas that I have for my business, for my family. It is, there's no right or wrong way to do it. When I was a little girl, I used to write more like a diary style, mm-hmm. you know, write entries. And now it's more like 
a bunch of lists <laughs> or really just what I'm feeling God telling me, like, God, what do you have to say to me today? Mm-hmm. God, what do you think about this? Yes. What do you want me to know about this, Lord? Yes. Yes. Love it. So did you have the little diary that had the little key that you locked it? Yeah. <laughs> did they still make those? I don't even know. All of my boy crushes were in those journals. <laughs> yeah. And the little lock didn't really work, but at least it made us feel like it was working. Yeah. So beautiful. So in that moment, when you left with your husband, did you feel mm-hmm. crystal clear? I felt such tremendous relief. I knew I was still going to have to make decisions because I hadn't decided where to go with my business, but I knew that I was going to make a decision without question as fast as I could with, with, um, the right due diligence that was needed to make a big business transition. I felt a lot of peace because we also just, there were, I'd been carrying around this weight for a long time. Like, if I don't hit my numbers goals, then we won't hit our family goals. And it, it, it was so much pressure I had put on myself yes. while also being a, a stay-at-home mom. I have childcare, you know, 15 hours a week, give or take, but being a mom is my full-time thing while I run multiple aspects of my business. And it was also just the tremendous amount of pressure that I'd put on myself to achieve things and achieve them in a really timely manner. And so it was almost like my husband just giving me his graces too. And just being like, Hey, I got this. We're a team. You, I, you gotta, you gotta get back to you first. And that's priority. Mm, so amazing. Yeah. So when someone goes through their, their arena moment, what would you mm-hmm. say the highlights, the highlight tips that you would give them? We talked about journaling, asking the question, what is success? mean to you, which I think is huge. What are you afraid of? Is there anything else that you would add to that list? First of all, there's no, there's no set time on how long it's going to take for you to overcome whatever, whatever that is. So you have to give yourself grace in that season. I think you need to be selective with who you talk to. You know, my husband, is is my my next counselor after God because we're a team and anyone else that I take advice from I mean truly no matter what everyone does have their own perspective and so you have to be selective with who you're asking advice from if it's if you're wanting to make a decision or have breakthrough in a certain area I think you need to spend a lot more time alone Mm. I think far far enough far too many people are not spending enough time in reflection. Mm -hmm. And that could be getting outside and getting fresh air and going on a walk every day, kind of like a resetting walk or doing something for your soul. So for me, another change I made, Deanna, is I've always been into fitness. I've been working out for 20 years. And I I just was like, I just don't want to work out in the bodybuilding way that I always have. Like, I just don't, I just don't care about the way I look. I just don't, but I want to move my body. So I really transitioned during that time, doing more swimming, doing more yoga, doing things like just nurtured my soul opposed to being so goal oriented with it. And so I just took care of myself through that process and gave myself grace for however long that it was going to take. 
Yes, I love that so much. It's so true. It's like, just move your body. And we all have, you know, we work out. That's that's the theme of the female is working out for the way that they look and, and build that body. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But there comes a point where you're like, I just need to move to create energy and space. Mm -hmm. So exactly. So everything I was doing was like, I need to, I need to get my energy right. Right. And so daily movement, there were days that I was so down. I would just sit in the bath for a half an hour. Like my, my helper nanny would come and I should have been working, but you know what? All I could do was sit in that bath and dump a bunch of Epsom salts. And I just, I had to nurture myself out of, out of this space. Here's the thing. We used to live in tribes. We used to have our village. We used to have our people, people to help. But uh, with with moms of young kids nowadays, like we have like this tremendous amount of responsibility to be there for the kids, run our businesses, keep the home. Um, and we're wearing so many different hats without help. Right. You know, I don't have a village. I don't have parents nearby. I don't have parents that are able to help. And so we kind of give ourselves some, some grace in different seasons of our lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's so important. Yes. To give yourself some grace and space and the nurturing piece mm -hmm. is so beautiful. So beautiful. You are so amazing. Just an amazing, amazing woman. I mean, yes, yeah, such an honor to be with you. I've learned so much. It's brought me back to that place of that contentment, right? And just knowing who you are, being aligned in who you are so that you can create what you're supposed to create here on, on earth with love. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's so worth it going through it, Deanna, because, oh man, it's like I got my mojo back, but you're never the same. I'm still different than I was a year ago. And so I've grown Yes. And it's committing to a lifelong process of growing spiritually and personally and relationally. And if you have that commitment, you're always going to come out a renewed, stronger version of yourself. Yes. I love that. Lifelong. It's lifelong. It is truly lifelong. So thank you. Thank you for your wise words. Thank you for the arena moment, because we all needed to hear about your arena moment. Your healing and you working through that process is going to change so many of these lives of, of the listeners. So thank you for, for sharing that. And thank you for working through that and letting us see your light that shines so bright. So how can people uh, get in touch with you through social media? Do you have a website? Give me all the goods. I can I just add one more thing? Yes. About the arena moment yes. That just came to me that I think is really important. When you're going through a transition, a wilderness season, you're having your arena moment. If there are relationships where forgiveness is needed, it is it is essential because forgiveness unforgiveness is one of the biggest blocks from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to mention that because that's something that maybe gets ignored a little bit or we think we can just power through, but it doesn't work that way. Yes. Yes. So, so true. And forgiveness oh, for ourselves too during those times. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Forgiveness all around. It's uh, any harboring, any unforgiveness is going to be a block. So I wanted to mention that 
I had such a great time on the show with you today. Thank you for having me. You can come follow me, hang out with me on social at The Real Angie Garner. I also have a podcast called The Angie Garner Podcast about personal, spiritual, and financial growth. I love helping people make money and steward their money. So thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you, Angie. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And I will see you next Tuesday as we continue on the Women Warrior Series. God bless. I'm honored to have you as part of the Limitless community. If this podcast has added value to you, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. Number one, share it with your family and friends. And number two, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Deanna Heron. I always love hearing from you. If you would love more about what's happening in the Deanna Heron world, you can go to DeannaHeron.net, subscribe to my email list, or even be a part of my private Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.